Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is set for one episode. Your host from Columbus, Ohio, is Michael Kirk. Welcome to the Outbound Mudcast. Hello and welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast, your digital audio dirt sheet for all things Super Show. As I'm recording this, we are less than one week away from the launch of the newest Kickstarter campaign from SRG Universe. This is for Super Show the Comic, issues 3, 4, and 5. Now, at this point, we do not know when the campaign will launch outside of the date. We know it will be November 20th. Presumably, it'll be at noon Eastern time. That is usually when these campaigns launch, but that is not official. We also, at this point, do not know what the tiers will be for the campaign. When we look at the last comic book campaign, we can see that they had the following tiers. The first tier was for just the digital copies of the comic book. The next tier was for the digital copies and a physical copy of one issue. There was a tier for that plus a single competitor set. Then there was a tier for both physical issues. There were only two issues in the previous campaign. There will be three in this one. Then there was a tier for both issues and two competitor sets. Then there was a tier for four issues, issues one and two, and then all Tart covers issues one and two. So the same two issues, but one with the original cover and one with a different cover from a different artist. And then you started having beyond that tiers to get yourself drawn in the book, like in a background panel, tiers to get yourself in the book with like a biography, half-page sheet or full-page sheet. And then that's it. That's all the tiers they had in the first comic book campaign. Now, it will be different. We know that there are three issues. So clearly, you can't have one tier that's one issue and then one tier that's two issues and that's it. Because there are three issues, we could see tiers where you have one physical book, two physical books, and three physical books. Again, we don't know. As far as the tiers are concerned, nothing has been released about the tiers. I'm a little surprised by that because we are so close to the time the campaign will launch. But I would say look for something to come out on Facebook soon. Look for something to come out on Talk of the Universe next week. Here's what we do know. We know about the two pre-launch goals. We've hit the first one, 100 people selecting to be notified at launch on Kickstarter.com. That unlocked a D1 competitor set. We, at the time I'm recording this, still have not unlocked the next pre-launch goal 200 people being notified at launch. That unlocks a D3 competitor set. The last I looked, there are 175 people who have requested to be notified at launch. So only 25 more people 
need to make this request to unlock the D3 competitor set in the Super Show the Comet campaign. I've mentioned this before, I'll mention it again here. Requesting to be notified at launch does not commit you to pledge any money. You're not saying you're going to buy into the campaign if you click to be notified at launch. So, so if you have a Kickstarter account, even if you're not going to pledge in the campaign for the comic book, if you would please, for those of us who are, select to be notified at launch just to help us unlock that stretch goal, it would be greatly appreciated. I've posted the link. Other people have posted the link on the SRG Super Show discussion group on Facebook, on their personal Facebook feeds. If you see it, please follow the link, go there, and click to be notified at launch. Help us unlock this goal. We do have a list of funding goals that has been released. Let me give you this list of funding goals. The first goal is a $10,000 goal, which is fully funding the campaign. The campaign funding goal is $10,000. We know this because it's listed in the goal. It is called the Light the Torch goal. If we fund the campaign in 10 minutes, we will receive a copy of the new competitor, Fire Flash, and his submission finish will give plus two to a submission skill. If I'm reading the stretch goal correctly, that is what it looks like to me. It says, and I'll just read it out, 10K, light the torch, funded in 10 minutes, fire flash, plus two sub finish. That's what it sounds like to me. If I'm wrong, I'm sorry, but it looks like the fully funding goal, if we can hit $10,000 in 10 minutes, fire flash will be unlocked with a finish that gives him plus two to a submission skill. That's what I'm reading. That's what it seems like. Now, if I look at last year's campaign, in last year's campaign, they raised $19,524. This is the last comic book campaign, not the last Super Show the Game campaign. I feel like this is more comparable, so I'm going to use these numbers. There were only 227 backers in the comic book campaign. So a little bit harder to hit the backer goal, a little bit harder to get the pre-launch goal. I think that's why we haven't hit the 200. But it's obtainable, so I would still say we should be able to hit that goal. I know that last year there was a goal to fully fund in two minutes. That didn't get hit, which is why I think they're going to a 10-minute funding goal because the previous funding goal of two minutes did not get met. I do think it was closer to 15 minutes, so 10 minutes still may be a bit much. Also, the goal in the first Kickstarter comic book campaign was only 7000 Now, that was two issues instead of three. That's still $3,000 more. So I don't know if we'll be able to hit that 10-minute goal. We'll just have to see. But that is the first funding goal. And it has to be in 10 minutes. So if the campaign raises 10000 but it doesn't happen in that first 10 minutes, then I don't think this is going to get unlocked. I hope it does, but right now 
that is where we are with that first funding stretch goal. Next stretch goal, at $12,000, a new D2 competitor set will be unlocked. That would round out all three if we manage to get D3 through the pre-launch notification stretch goal. That's $12,000. $15,000, Attack of the Freak Show. There will be three new cards featuring the Freak Show competitors in the art. Looking at these cards, these are very similar to cards from a previous, I think it's from a previous Kickstarter. These are cards in the 7 through 9 slots, I believe. Maybe it's the 10 through 12. I'm just going from memory. That tie into cards at 1 through 3. There's a card like, for example, 3-4 Punch that says it's a lead strike. It says if you have the lead strike 1-2 Punch in play, then the card 3-4 is also a follow-up, and I think you get plus 1 to a skill. These are the same type of cards. If you have another lead in play and they have the name of the card you have to have in play in the text, if you have that card in play, then this lead's also a follow-up and you get a plus to a skill. That's what these three cards at the $15,000 funding goal, the Attack of the Freak Show is what they're calling that stretch goal. You'll unlock those three cards. They are full art cards per the graphic they've released. At 16000 this tier is called the Stars of the Show. At this pledge goal, at this stretch goal, you'll get D1, D2, and D3 art prints unlocked. So they did this in the last Kickstarter campaign for the comic book. I believe you could get 8.5 by 11 pictures of, I believe it was, Snake Pit, El Super Hombre, Sage the Wicked Witch, and Gia de los Muertos. It might also have been The Big Shot and Polly the Pigeon Bacone. I'm just going from memory. I don't remember what all of those pictures were. But this along the same line, at 16000 if the campaign is funded to 16000 you'll get these art prints unlocked. Now, the next goal is 20000 As I pointed out, the previous Kickstarter campaign only hit 19000 So, if we can go bigger, if the $20,000 goal is hit, which would be a record for the campaigns for comics, a new tag team competitor set will be unlocked. It's the Seeing Double Funding Stretch Goal. It'll unlock the Double Vision Tag Team. That's at 20k. And then the final Stretch Goal Funding Stretch Goal that's been listed, the Bonus Spotlight Double Vision Harrietta Merlin Von Berlin Unlocked. Now, it does not say what is in the Bonus Spotlight. I am not sure, and I do not believe these are any kind of competitor sets. I think this is art prints. So at 22000 the way you got D1, D2, D3, you'll get a little 8.5 by 11 picture of art featuring Double Vision, art featuring Harrietta, and art featuring Merlin von Berlin. So three more 8.5 by 11 pictures. That's what you'll get if it hits 22000 That is the highest funding stretch goal 
listed on the graphic released by SRG Universe. That is all I know about the upcoming stretch goals for the Super Show the Comic issues 3 through 5 campaign. Like I said, hopefully we'll find out more over the next few days because at this point, November 20th is the launch date of the campaign. Again, I won't be able to give you information about the campaign because the show will come out after the campaign has launched. And I'm looking forward to it. I do like these campaigns. I know not everybody does, but I do like the process of going through, unlocking the stretch goals, getting the product. I'm assuming there will be more stretch goals. They're usually common stretch goals, social media stretch goals, things like that. I'm looking forward to seeing what they are. But like I said, I don't have any information beyond what SRG Universe has put out, and I've given you all that I have. Next, I think we'll talk about the Rising Stars Tournament. Just a couple days ago, the general manager of the Legendary Fighting Federation, John Calais, announced that there will be a new Rising Stars Tournament. Let me give you the details of this tournament. And actually, I'm wrong on the time. The tournament was actually posted yesterday. The details were posted yesterday as I'm recording this. So, LFF Rising Star Tournament, open to new players or players who are relatively new. They may have been around for a while, but they don't have a big presence online or in the community. You can sign up for this tournament. It's free. You will be paired upon sign-up with a more experienced player to act as your coach. This person will help you with building your deck. This person will help you with preparing for who you're going to be playing. They'll be giving you advice. All types of information, that is what they're there for. And these coaches volunteer to do this. So these are going to be people, if you're looking to sign up for this tournament, you will be paired with somebody who should be motivated to help you out. While there is no required entry fee for this tournament, you could pay $10. There is an option to actually pay a $10 fee. You'll get a sign-up promo, and every person who signs up and pays the $10, that will increase the prize pool for the winners at the end of the event. There's also going to be, for people who are both in the tournament and not in the tournament, a promo code rising star all one word capital r capital s 10% off supershowthegame.com purchases these purchases will also help add prizes to the prize pool in this tournament if you want to sign up for this tournament you have to sign up by november 25th that is a week from friday just under two weeks from the time this was posted. You can't be both a player and a coach. You have to be one or the other. You can't sign up for both. If you want to sign up as a player, there is a link to go to supershowthegame.com and sign up as a player in the Facebook post. This should also be something you can look up on supershowthegame.com. If you go to supershowthegame.com, go to the menu, 
under shop, under online events. You will find the links to sign up as a player and to sign up as a coach. So you can follow the links off the post on Facebook or just go to supershowthegame.com under the menu, under shop, under online events. You will find the links to sign up as a player or as a coach. Now, the winning player will get a prize. The winning coach will get a prize. This is going to be a group stage tournament to a top cut. So whatever group the winner comes out of, everyone that was in that group will also get prizes. The prizes will be announced at a later date. But that's what's going on right now. The 2022 Rising Star Tournament signups have begun. Sign up if you're interested in participating. Again, this is a tournament for rookies or for players who don't play online very often. Speaking of tournaments, Faction Wars 4 is underway. We're currently in the Phase 0 round. We're about halfway through the round as I record this. The deadline to have all the matches played and submitted is November 20th. So the Phase 0 portion of Faction Wars 4 is underway. I'll give you more information about that when it's done. There are 19 teams. I believe that the Phase 0 is going to be proceeding. And then at Phase 1, they'll make the cut from 19 teams down to 16. I could be wrong on that. I'll give you more information as I have it. But right now, still in Phase 0. Players are still playing their matches. And then the captains will email John Calace at srguniverse.com the results of their players' matches over this period. Championship news. I have two championship matchups that I will be reporting here. There is scheduled to be a championship match tonight during Sunday Night Fights. I will tack on all the Sunday Night Fights information at the end of the show. So you'll find out who won that. That's the Underworld Championship on the line. But two championship announcements. First, on Talk of the Universe, the general manager of the Trios division, the Italian Mambada, announced that the next contender for the LFF Trios championship will be Jeremy Steigerwald. Practicite will take on his fellow Brain Trust member, current champion, Brian Waitford Schmidt. Mr. Schmidt, currently champion with the Brain Trust. Jeremy Steigerwald will be using the family as the challenger. Second, at the Misos game event yesterday in Louisville, Kentucky, and I'll give you the results of that event soon, but at that event, there was a raffle. The proceeds from that raffle went to an animal shelter. And Cindy Snow, who was a guest at the Misos game event, drew a ticket, and the winner of that raffle, Harvey Luster, is the next contender for the LFF Hardcore Championship. That championship currently held by Chibi as Chibi. I'm not sure who Harvey Luster will be playing as when he challenges. 
for the LFF Hardcore Championship, but he is the next contender for that championship. I think the last bit of news before I get into the online tournaments from this past week, I mentioned previously there were going to be multiple waves of alternate art cards. I was under the impression when it first happened that the first six would come out, they'd be available from Wednesday to Monday, and then the following Wednesday, the next wave would come out. That didn't happen the following Wednesday. But this past Wednesday, the second wave, and I think for right now the final wave, unless there's something I don't know about, the final wave of alternate art cards, six cards, $6 each, is currently on sale on supershowthegame.com. They'll be on sale through Monday. Possibly longer, because a couple of those cards did stay on supershowthegame.com longer, but I wouldn't bank on that if you're interested in picking up those cards. And they might be cheaper than the regular versions of those cards at $6 a piece. So if you're interested in those cards, you might go ahead and look at picking them up. It's up to you, but that's out there. And then there's no real news on this, but they've been promoting the Super Show Go app for the past three weeks. The last three episodes of Talk of the Universe have featured discussion of the Super Show Go app. This week they had a different developer, Brian C., on to talk about the app. He actually put the app on, I believe, a phone up to the camera and played through a game to give people an idea of what that looks like. If you'd like to see that, twitch.tv slash srguniverse, last week's Talk of the Universe. That's about halfway through. Just find it and watch the game if you were interested in that. They're still asking people if they want to be playtesters in alpha. They still have put out no information about how to sign up to do that. It's kind of ridiculous at this point. Three straight weeks and seemingly no progress on this front. Hopefully next week they'll have some information because people are eager to sign up to play this game in alpha. They just can't sign up right now. With that, let's talk about the online tournaments from this past week. I'll start off last Sunday. We didn't have Sunday Night Fights. There was a tournament instead. I could not give that to you because the show went out before it happened. Here are the details of that event. There were 12 players in the event, two groups, six players per group. So each player played the other five in their group. Top two records from each group advanced into the top cut. So we had four players in the top cut, semifinals, and then finals. The semifinal match was a New York Rules match. And then nothing is listed for what they did for the finals. So I do not know if there was a stipulation or not. I can tell you there was a third place match in addition to the finals. The top four in this event were in fourth place. Playing as Candice LeRae, the underworld champion John Mathis. In third place playing as the Masked Beetle, Fireball. The finalists were Split as Split and 
hold the line Harry as hold the line Harry with hold the line Harry taking the victory. Congratulations to him for winning on Sunday. Monday. And let me bring this up before I get to Monday, because Monday we have Monday night consigliere fights. While I was gathering my research, I also noticed that there are results in the number one contender tournament for the LFF Tri-State Tag Team Championship. So let me run this down. There are 16 teams, so eight matches. And actually, as I look at this further, it looks like some of these matches are actually just buys. It looks like there are only nine teams in this. And so essentially seven of these matches are basically buys with only one match to be played. The one match to be played, AC Underlords versus the Lineage. That result has yet to come in. The winner of that will play the team of Cold Justice. The next matchup will be Team HCW versus Candy Fam. Then we'll see Kings of New York versus G2G. And the last match, which essentially rounds out the what I would call the quarterfinal round. It's not really a true quarterfinal because there's essentially one play-in match. But the last match, Philadelphia versus Cheese Factory. Philadelphia has won. So we have one semifinal match determined already. The remaining matches, it looks like they've yet to be played. So that's the results of the current ongoing Tri-State number one tag team contender tournament. Now let's go ahead and talk about Monday night consigliere fights. There were 14 players in this tournament, two groups of five players, two groups of four, top two from each group advanced into the top cut. The opening round of the top cut consisted of two triad matches. And it looks like the person who was pinned in the triad match was eliminated. So you had the two triads. First person to get pinned is out. The next two, the two remaining, play off in a tables match. And then they go on to the finals, which is a sketchy backyard ring match. I believe the third place match was played under the same stipulation. The top four here were in fourth place, playing as Witch Hunter General, Zach Atchley. In third place, playing as the perfect assistant, Loudmouth Leo Larynx. The finals were Will Priest as Kenny Omega versus the Italian Bombata as Ginny with the winner, the Italian Bombata as Ginny. Congratulations to him for winning Monday Night Consigliere fights. This brings us to Chibi's Thursday Night Fights. There were only 10 players in this tournament, two groups, five players per group, top two from each group advanced into the top cut. So we only have a semifinal round and a final round. The semifinal round is all Ring of Fire matches. The finals match is a last competitor standing match. I believe the third place match is that as well. 
The top four were, in fourth place, playing as Piglet, the player of the era, Press 1P. In third place, playing as Mimic, the Italian Bombata. The finalists were Alec Ventresca as Jamie Senegal and Hold the Line Harry as King Pink, with the winner, Hold the Line Harry as King Pink. Congratulations to him. I believe this is his second win in this past week for the Italian Mambata, second top four. So good week for him, good week for Hold the Line Harry. This brings us to the Saturday night tournament hosted by Chris Bridges. This is the Veterans Tournament for a Veterans Championship belt. Let me give you the details of this tournament. Again, this was a free event, but they are taking donations to create the Veterans Championship belt. There are 20 players in this tournament, four groups, five players per group, top two from each group advance. So we end up with a cut of eight. They cut to a top eight. From what I can tell, there are no stipulations in the quarterfinal or semifinal round. They do end up doing a third-place match. The finals is a main event match. I'm not sure about the third place. The top four here were in fourth place. Pat Mulligan, Pat the Thinker as Brewmeister. In third place, Chris Bridges as General Lee Wong. The finalists were, and it was an all-veteran final, so the winner of the finals will be the first contender for the Veterans Championship when it finally comes into existence. The finalists were Evie Fresh as the Phoenix Evie Fresh and Jeff McPeak as Pretty Boy Snow. The winner, I believe at crowd meter four in the main event, I could be wrong, but the winner, Evie Fresh. Evie Fresh will be the first contender for the Veterans Championship belt. The Veterans Championship belt, I can tell you, after having reached out to Chris Bridges, who is managing this, they have currently raised $300 toward the creation of the Veterans Championship belt. I don't know how much they need to create the belt. From what I understand, there's no goal they're working toward, but they have managed to raise $300 for this belt, so good for them. When the belt finally is created and they finally start having matches for it, the first veteran to go for the championship will be Evie Fresh. Again, congratulations to him. Those are all the online tournament results I have from this past week. I have been given the results from one live in-person event. This was the Misos TLC Hardcore extravaganza that took place on Saturday. That included the raffle I discussed where Harvey Lester would be the next contender for the Hardcore Championship. In this event, they had four rounds of Swiss and then a top cut. There were 12 players in this event. In the first round of Swiss, all of the matches were tables matches. In the second round, they were all steel chain. In the third and fourth round of Swiss, they were all ladder matches. 
after the four rounds of Swiss, they cut to a top four. The top four end up being Colton Jankowski as Bandersnatch, Anarchy Sun as Mayhem, Ken Fouché as the Grim Librarian, and Kyle Crabtree as Piglet. The winners of those matches are Anarchy Sun and Kyle Crabtree, so they square off in a match where the winner will be the new Mesos World Champion. Now, there's nothing listed as far as stipulation from the report I have for the semifinals or finals. I would assume it's a hardcore stipulation, possibly tables, ladders, and chains, because that makes sense for the format of the event. Again, I don't know, but the winner, new champion, Anarchy Sun. Congratulations to Anarchy Sun for winning, I believe, the inaugural Mesos World Championship. If I'm wrong on that, I'm sorry. Afterward, there is a grudge match. The phenomenal one, Kirk Polka, playing as Wooly Bully, takes on Brian Vanderweel playing as Kid Fresh. They play in a stipulation, I believe, created by Anarchy Sun himself. The fans bring the weapons stipulation. I talked about this stipulation years ago, back when I had a co-host. That's how long it's been since we were sent a copy of this deck. I still have it. Essentially, and it's been a long time since I've looked at it, but there is a separate weapons pile. And there is a mechanic during the game where you reveal a card from the weapons pile and you get whatever its effect is. Sometimes those can be pluses to a skill. Sometimes there's other things. But they have that deck on standby to use during the match. And the winner of the grudge match, the phenomenal one, Kirk Polk. Congratulations to him for winning that event. This brings us to Sunday Night Fights. But before I get to Sunday Night Fights, there are a couple of things that I missed I need to go over real quick. I forgot to mention the deadline to enter the Rising Stars Tournament for player or for coach. It's November 25th. That is a week from next Friday. That's the deadline to sign up for either role in the tournament. Next, I think I misstated this when I was talking about the LFF Tri-State Tag Team Tournament to be the number one contender for the championships. Only one team has advanced to the top four. That's Philadelphia. I think I made it sound like they had actually won their semifinal match. That's incorrect. They're in the semifinal match. I reported that Kyle Crabtree won the Misos Hardcore Tournament with Piglet. He actually used Dr. Dick Thunderlips. That was a correction I received from Kirk Polka about that. It was originally reported as Piglet. It's actually Dr. Dick Thunderlips. And then I mentioned Chris Bridges running the Veterans Tournament Saturday. I want to call out Nico, Lucky Cat Nico, 
Lucky Cat Nico streamed the event. She did a very good job streaming it. I did not get to watch. I was on the road, but I did have it, and I was listening to her covering it, doing the commentary on Twitch. So just want to kudos to her for a good job running the tournament on Twitch. Now let's talk about Sunday Night Fights. The first match on Sunday Night Fights was a match between two feuding players, the headband champion, Matt Pineapple, a.k.a. Matt Nealon, and Split. Matt Nealon played in this match as Pretty Hair Piercer. Split played as Split. There were some technical difficulties in the stream. The stream had to restart a couple of times, but they were able to get through the match. The winner of the match at Crab Meter 2, Matt Nealon. Congratulations to him for winning that match. The next match on the card, Kirk Polka versus Bobby Ohio, was rescheduled. The grudge match will take place at a later date. They cited issues that Kirk Polka had, obviously competing in the hardcore tournament, potential injuries from that format. I don't know how accurate that is, but that was the reason given. So that match was rescheduled. That brings us to the main event of the night, the LFF Underworld Championship. The challenger, Brock Smith, playing as El Superumbre. The champion, John Mathis, playing as the Ikuzo version of Bell. Standard singles match, no stipulation. It goes all the way to Crowdmeter 3. It's a very lively match, a lot of banter. We saw each player use Rejected to reset the decks, force both players to bury their discard piles randomly. We saw, I believe, Brock Smith play a derailed, force both players to shuffle their hands into their deck and draw four new cards. In the end, the winner at Crowdmeter 3, rolling, I believe, a 12, new champion, the GOAT Brock Smith. Congratulations to Crime Wave's own Brock Smith for becoming the new LFF Underworld Champion. After the match, the SRG BOWS Steve Resk joined the stream and showed off some of the cards that will be in the Bob Dunn-themed deck. If you're interested in that, check out the most recent Sunday Night Fight stream. I think those cards are going to be intriguing. There's some good keywords in there. We have a new version of the flip stops. This time it's the shuffle stops. Each player shuffles their deck or stop A, lead, follow-up, etc., etc. So new stop mechanic. like to see that. I've also heard we will see more of those cards on the next episode of Talk of the Universe. So if you want to see what those cards look like, you can check out that episode. Speaking of Talk of the Universe... Next week, after Talk of the Universe, the LFF Triad Championship will be on the line. The champion, Mark Perry, with the new version of Alien Invader, will have to defend against the Cannoli, playing as the Cannoli, and Jason Fasson, playing as the Dweeb. As far as events for next week upcoming, online events, 
there's only one thing posted on supershowthegame.com under online events, other than, of course, the Rising Stars player and coach signups that I talked about. Only one thing currently on the site for next week. We have MAM's Free Friday Fun. Free event taking place November 18th, that is next Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Singles, matches, no stipulations. There's a request for no negative play experience competitors, so keep that in mind. There is no sign-up promo. Candy Ma'am herself will be providing prize support. I believe the winner will get custom-made sleeves that she has had made. You'll get a set of Dragon Shield sleeves with custom art on them. Outside of that, while nothing is currently up for any other event that week, look for an event Monday night. Look for an event Thursday night. I've been told that Dojo, the competitors on the Dojo, the people the audience will be playing against, will be another two members from a faction. That faction has not been confirmed. Look to see who that faction is if you're interested in playing in the Dojo. Finally, one match. I have one match confirmed for Sunday Night Fights. The LFF Hardcore Championship will be defended. The champion, Chibi as Chibi. The challenger winning the raffle yesterday, Harvey Luster. No idea who Harvey Luster will be using. But that match, as of right now, scheduled to take place November 20th, next week, Sunday Night Fights. As always, card subject to change. And I can't believe I almost forgot this, but one live play event coming up soon. Super Show Fall Brawl at Highlander Games in Boonton, New Jersey. November 27th, scheduled to start at 1 p.m. It's going to be a Grand Battle Tournament, so you'll be playing under Grand Battle Rules the winner will be able to create a card in Super Show the Game. It's a $10 entry. You will have to message the tournament organizer, Brian Schmidt, tell him what competitor you are using. There can be no duplicate competitors. I'm assuming that will be done on a first-come, first-served basis. So if you pick a competitor somebody's already picked, you will be asked to change. There will be side events. The local store belts will be defended. The Underworld and the Heavyweight Championship will both be on the line at Fall Brawl. So that is taking place. Highlander Games, Boonton, New Jersey, November 27th, two weeks from today. It is a Sunday. With that being said, that is going to do it for this week's episode of the Outlaw Mudcast. I'd like to thank all of you for listening, and good day.